Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is a short episode of Filmed in Canada. We're a podcast about Canadian movies. Uh, I'm William Lee, and over there is... Alejandro Carnes. 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 <laughs> got Spanish, Spanish on the mind for some reason. Oh, okay. Um, is it because of the movies you've been seeing at the, interna- at the Vancouver International Film Festival? Nope. No, just because. Just is it because of baseball players from, uh, uh, from Latin there, America? There are a number of them with Hispanic names, but... I don't think that's it either, and the game's actually not streaming for me right now. So. Ah, all right. So we're uh, we're recording this after the first weekend of the uh, Vancouver International Film Festival, and while the Blue Jays are playing in the bottom of the eleventh inning in the American League Wild Card. All right. Uh, so we're um, so you, you'll be you'll be getting you'll be getting up to date information on the game. <laughs> As we go, and it will be very relevant to your That's right. podcast listening. That's right. And when maybe, you'll be getting this at least twenty-four hours from now, if not a lot later. Yeah. Uh, likewise, we'll probably we'll be telling you about movies that are uh, likely no longer showing by the time <laughs> this is posted. <laughs> I think that's okay. Um, some of them we might write about later on or, or have a further discussion of. Um, I um, just posted some short reviews for three movies on the website. Oh, uh, dang. That's um, cool, man. Yeah. And uh, maybe we'll have some later as well. Yeah. Yeah. I got to cool. just write some stuff. Cool. That's what yeah. I got to do. So I've deliberately been making more of an effort to see Canadian movies at this festival. And I have to say so far, I'm pleasantly surprised. I'm seeing uh, some nice Canadian movies. Yeah. For sure. Any standouts for you thus far? I would say the standout mm-hmm. of, of anything that I've seen thus far would be Never Eat Alone. Okay. Which is a feature sort of docu-fiction. It's got some narrative and some documentary elements to it. Uh, directed by Sophia Bodonowitz, I believe is the pronunciation. And uh, yeah, it's... I don't really know exactly... Like what it's about? I, Actually, so no, so I, 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 I should be able to summarize it. So yeah. it's essentially a grandmother and a granddaughter who have this this exchange. Turns out the grandmother has this past love that she wasn't able to reconnect with. She's now widowed and sort of living in a retirement community or home or whatever it is. And um, the, sorry, the granddaughter ends up trying to track down this past love and it's 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 kind of connected through this broadcast that was on um cbc i think in the 50s that that and that's where these two actors met essentially and um yeah it's just kind of tells that story but then it's just a lot of scenes of each of the characters kind of cooking for themselves and eating and so like that's what i was saying is just a collection of scenes but there's certainly a lot of focus around what those scenes are. Uh, Tony Joe told me he he went to a screening of Never Eat Alone, where the audience seemed to, or at least like just a couple of people in the audience, had a bad reaction to the shorts in front of it. Yeah, there were definitely some walkouts, which was interesting because I'm usually sitting closer to the front, but for whatever reason, I was sitting at the back of the theater for this, so I actually did see a number of people walk out, mm-hmm. um, and even two people beside me. Um, and but actually, no, sorry, they they walked out during the feature, but not the shorts. But mm. um, yeah, there. I think maybe the description, it, it certainly drew out an older crowd, whereas it's part of this program of like emerging young Canadian filmmakers. And so I think, I think based on the description and maybe how it was categorized on the website, it drew out 
a crowd that was maybe looking for kind of a, a simple story about old age, but they got something kind of more experimental, I guess. Hmm. Okay. Um, that was that was my thought when I saw some walkouts, but um, really good. And the shorts are fantastic. The the one in particular that I'm sure people probably walked out in uh, is called An Evening, and it's essentially I guess that the director explained after the screening that um, it was her. I think paternal grandmother's home that was being sold and so they went into the home before it was like on the market or whatever and and essentially just started capturing footage of the various rooms and objects in the house and then as the, so as the as the film progresses you get there's less and less light and by the by the end it's just like complete blackness and you're almost just seeing like like vague hints of of street lights out in out in the uh beyond the windows or whatever and then um but the whole time this this one song is playing on a loop but each time that each time it loops it it um is is like uh, stretched out it's um played so the song gets longer, longer. yeah oh. so okay. it's slowed down i guess would be the word yeah okay and there's also there's also um it's it's being played on a record player and there's a scratching noise that that repeats on a loop as well because the needle's broken, hmm. um, and so yeah, and so by the end, it becomes this like Lynchian nightmare almost because <laughs> the song is just like so drawn out, and you're just seeing this blackness and like it wow. was really interesting. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I can see how some audiences would uh, not be ready for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's sort of on the opposite side of the spectrum, opposite end of the spectrum. Um, I saw something that was like very, um, very straightforward and very, um, very appropriate. To the genre it was it was um, trying to serve, uh, and that was lavender, uh, a sus- psychological thriller or um, suspenseful mystery type movie, made in uh, Ontario by Ed Gastonelli, and uh, I thought it was really strong. Uh, I had a good time watching that one. Cool. And I think yeah, I didn't was, know that one was Canadian. Uh, yeah. So uh, the director, um, I guess he made he made a low budget horror type film at one point. Oh, oh, is there an announcement? Okay, so we have an update on the game for anyone who's been... <laughs> I actually didn't catch what happened, but it looks okay. like they're interviewing Jose Bautista, so maybe he hit a home run okay. or some shit. All right, so the game has gone in your favor? Well, of course, dude. Oh, shit, they scored a... Th- oh, my goodness. Why are we recording a podcast right now? We need to get on the streets and, like, turn over cars? Is well, no, what? no. I just wanted to see what happened, bro. Well, I'm sure there'll be highlights. Edwin Encarnacion hits a home run, fucking three-run home run, walk-off, bottom of the 11th inning, and wow. I missed it. Wow. Oh, well, we're having a good time. <laughs> Indeed. The sacrifices we make for uh, movie podcasts. Yeah. Um, so sorry, Lavender. Okay, so the director, um, he made a movie. He got, he, got, uh, he got called up to Hollywood to make... The Last Exorcism Part Two, so not actually the last. <laughs> the last, the last exorcism after the last. <laughs> the penultimate exorcism. <laughs> it's the, op- no, it's the, the opposite post, of the postscript exorcism. Yeah, it's like the opposite of penultimate. Anyway, so um, that's what he made in Hollywood. <laughs> the post penultimate. And um, I guess he um, didn't have the greatest experience with that, so he came back and he's made a, a low budget um, suspenseful movie. Sweet. In Ontario. It's good. Anyway. Uh, check it out uh, when it when it gets it's uh, probably a limited release next month um, I uh, give that a big recommendation nice yeah. 
I just came from um, Maliglutut. I said that terribly, I'm sure. It's, uh, it's a new film by Zacharias Kunuk. Um, that, was, uh, that was quite good today. How about you? Anything else uh, that you're looking forward to later in the week? I am... I'm checking out another one. So yeah, so the, the Never Eat Alone was part of this, like I said, emerging Canadian filmmaker program called Future Slash Slash Present, two slashes. They are forward slashes, to be sure. Mm. And um, I'm seeing another one as part of that program tomorrow called Lights Above Water. And it has to do with, uh, it's sort of, it's like a day in the life of a number of uh, First Nations children. Although it's not a day in the a day in the life, it's like it, it follows them for a year, I believe. Mm. Okay. Um, so documentary short there, or not short, but uh, seen, I think it's a relatively short feature. Yeah. And then graduation. So I haven't seen any of Christian Munju's films, but I've heard they're really good, and I've heard that graduation is worth checking out. Uh, did he make uh, four months, three weeks, two days? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was that was very good, pretty intense. Yeah. I'm hoping to catch graduation as well. Um, there's a movie called The Model okay. coming up um, that I hope to catch. Um, the director of The Model, I think it's a Danish movie. I'll, the so, Danish Girl. No, he didn't make The Danish Girl. Um, <laughs> this is going really well, by the way. <laughs> I think it's going okay. Yeah, yeah we yeah. just don't, we're not, we're not prepared, man. Mads, well, right. Mads, Mads, Mads Thiessen. Thiessen. Okay. He's from Danish. Right? He's Danish. He's from Denmark. Okay. The country um, of origin of the film is Danish, anyway. Okay. Anyway, I bring this up, the model, because uh, when I look at it, I it's, so it's, it's about a, a girl trying to be a model, uh, fashion industry, etc. I have no interest in that. Except I noticed that it's the same director who made Teddy Bear a couple of years ago. And damn, Teddy Bear is a good movie. Um, yeah. It's about um, a bodybuilder played by Kim Colt. Um, who um, who Documentary goes? Documentary as well. Or? Uh, no, it was um, it was a fiction film. Um, the model, I think, is a fiction film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, this, it's, it's this bodybuilder who um, who's trying to find a wife, and he goes to I think Indonesia or Thailand, one of those places, to uh, to hopefully like meet someone, and and he brings this uh, woman back to him to to Denmark, and yeah, it was just a really impressive performance by this huge monster of a guy. And it was a really touching story about a you know about two people who just um, want to be less lonely and uh, and stuff. Um, anyway, so that's the reason I'm I'm looking forward to the model, um, nice. despite what on the surface looks like the subject matter. So cool. Yeah. Um, Any. Uh, we're sort of jumping forward and back, forward and, back and, yeah. and so on and so forth. You, know, you want to go back and talk about? Yeah. yeah. So so. A couple documentaries that I've seen so far, and one more that I want to check out. It seems like there's this theme going on uh, to a certain degree of kind of looking at human experiences through animals in okay. a weird way. So I've seen three documentaries: um, Prison Dogs, okay. Kedi or Kedji. I don't know exactly how to or Chedi or something like that, but it's like Turkish. But it's in, if we were to anglicize the word, it would be Kedi. Okay. And um, rat film. Okay. So two of those I I had planned to see, and both of them I missed. So. Okay. So prison dogs uh, is about prison inmates training service dogs 
in order to um, provide them as service dogs for war veterans. Fantastic, and just like one of those ones where you just like immediately can't help but love this movie because it's like just cute puppies plus like doing good for humanity and seeing seeing these convicted murderers and assault or robbery, whatever charges they're on, seeing these men like feel like they're truly rehabilitated and changed as a result of, of not not only just bonding with the animals, but also like having something to, to focus on and really devote themselves to. There were a couple things that found that I found sort of editorializing and um, like they, they kind of got rid of one character because I felt like his story probably didn't turn out very well and so they didn't want to include it as part of their story, which I guess is fine, but um, it just felt... I, I, didn't, I didn't like how that sat with me. But um, Keddy is about stray cats in, in Istanbul in Turkey. And it's not really a historical document, but it just kind of reflects Turkish color, t- Turkish culture through these cats, and and kind of tries to understand why is this you know the only city in the world that really has there's just lots of stray dogs everywhere, but it seems like apparently stray cats aren't really a thing. Hmm. And um, I've actually been to Istanbul, and, and I can verify that there are stray cats everywhere. But but it, it kind of follows a number of different people who take care of you know one one of these cats or dozens of these cats or whatever and um, to a certain degree it also reflects how the city is changing and um, you know like buildings are being torn down and, and things are happening that are affecting certain communities and how that's kind of tied to the cat population and how they want to get rid of the cat population and and how and how certain proponents within the community are not okay with that because it's 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 sort of a part of their culture, but it's also um, so kind of representative of their desire to hold on to their community, I guess. Um, and then Rat Film is this like fucking crazy experimental documentary about, in a similar way to, to Keddy, but about rats in Baltimore. And that, and that one is like very political in terms of um, kind of exploring how the rat population grew in poorer communities and how um, it's it kind of it, it is reflective of segregation that occurred in the early 20th century and um, like restrictive housing policies that that kind of forced the black community into certain neighborhoods of Baltimore and now those neighborhood those those are the neighborhoods that are now that are like most plagued with rats um but like just crazy imagery and and crazy music going on and like just jump cutting to all kinds of weird shit like i don't even really know how to describe it but it was it was a very uh very interesting experience and one of the more unique ways i've seen a documentary explore its subject i guess oh okay no that sounds really intriguing yeah i Hopefully, there's another chance to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, two documentaries that that I've really enjoyed thus far. Um, we are X, which is um, which tells a story about this um, Japanese rock group, X Japan, and uh, it's pretty eye-opening to see like there was you know to, to to think that there on the other side of the world was this band that was a huge cultural phenomenon. And uh, and then eventually they they, um, uh, they have like 
a huge following all over the world. Um, so I say this, probably people who might listen to this are, are like you know, rolling their eyes saying like, oh yeah, ex-Japan, they're like super awesome. Why haven't you heard of them before? Well, I didn't know about them before. Um, they seem like a super awesome band. And uh, it tells a story about these guys who started it. Um, the lead singer, um, how the art was um, was an expression of what he was going through in life. Um, it was, you know, it was, uh, how it reflected what he was dealing with in terms of understanding death and suicide around him. Uh, suicide in his family, suicide in the band. Um, and it's just, uh, it, it's great uh, just to hear the story of, um, of the band, what they went through, and, and to see like how much music means to people who make music and also people who are fans of music. Um, so I, I, that, was, that was really good. And I saw Tower, which, um, which tells the um, incident in 1966, I think, where yeah. a sniper um, at the Univers- University of Texas in Austin okay. um, just started shooting at people. Right. Um, so it's it's pieced together from interviews and newsreel footage. I feel footage. like there was a South Park episode satirizing that. <laughs> really? Yeah. Jeez. Wow. The animation style is like rotoscope, so it looks a lot oh. like uh, Waking Life. Okay. Yeah. That's um, a fucking cool movie. It is. It is. Um, and I think it's used well in this. Animation is used well in this documentary to uh, to recreate the scenes. Hmm. Um, and uh, the interview like a lot of effort for a for a documentary. Yeah. I think so, but it really makes it present like yeah yeah so i think it works um the it it is um like very tense like the it it doesn't feel like you're seeing something that happened 50 years ago Mm -hmm. it feels like something that um like oh my god what's what are these people going to do right Mm -hmm. what would you do in that situation so i think it's really good um always always catch good documentaries at film festivals I typically don't actually. I've had bad experiences, oh. like going to that Doxa festival and stuff at VIF. But especially because like I want to check out the more experimental ones, and then like by reading the descriptions, it's like oh like like it's gonna change your whole perception of like the film form or whatever. And like I just I just am fed up with that shit because it doesn't it, it it's not it's not truthful whatever they write in film programs, in festival programs. But this fucking rat film like totally delivered on the like will change your perceptions of the film form nonsense oh. kind of shit so I'm, uh, I'm I'm glad I got to check that out okay well thanks for telling me about it I think this might be something that people overlook but there are some look look to be some really good shorts programs mm-hmm. at the festival this year as well with with some people that have we've had on the podcast I think I mentioned that in our in our sort of lead into to mm-hmm. um yeah, so I would, I would encourage people, if they're listening to this in real time and are actually in Vancouver and uh, have a chance to check that out, I would uh, I would recommend looking up the short programs as well. That's a good recommendation. And, and we're going we're gonna to maybe talk about that um, on the next installment. Let's uh, catch some shorts and talk about that. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, okay, well, let's, let's wrap that up. If you're listening to this, you probably already found us on iTunes or know that our website is uh, filmedincanada.net. <laughs> It could have been either or, though, so they might know that we exist in iTunes, but not that we have a website. Okay. Or they could have found us through the website and don't know that we're on iTunes, Those even are... though even though there's a prominent iTunes link on the side of the website. Yeah. Those are possibilities. Let's put it all together, then. And, um... Or they could have found us on archive.org. <laughs> yeah. There's many places, yeah. Uh, in, and you can write us and tell us how you found us. If you sorry, not that is us. that is actually yeah. very valuable yeah. and interesting information. So it please, would be. Please email us. We don't get enough emails. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. 
tell us how you found us and uh, we'll start a conversation. If you want to email us, uh, filmsincanada at gmail.com. And you're tweeting at? Married to a fly. And if you see us in person, we got business cards now. <laughs> yes, with a nice uh, red and white logo, in case you weren't expecting that. Also black. Uh, oh, are you tracking your viewings on the Letterboxd? I am. I haven't added any reviews yet, so I need to get around to that. Um, but yeah, I'm doing it. All right. Watch out for that. And we will chat again. Radio. Right,